Welcome in, everybody, to Betting Pros. It's time to place your bets. It is me, Joey P, Joe P. Zapia, and it's week six. It's time to talk some DFS. D-Bro, Derek Brown, the king of bros, is going to join us, and we're going to talk a little DFS for you here. Uh, interesting slate. Had a great bounce back from Joe Burrow. Uh, the victory lap still going for Derek Brown. When he gets off the victory lap, hopefully he'll join us and sit down and talk about week six. Just a reminder, everybody, uh, we are live on that AMP app. If you haven't already, make sure you download the AMP app while it's still good to download and join us at 2 p.m. Eastern live here for the show or just listen to us over on the Betting Pros podcast channel. Subscribe to Betting Pros wherever you get your pods and also download the Betting Pros app as well. Uh, download uh, is free at iOS and Android. Make sure you sync all your sports books. Start betting smarter, not harder. That's the betting pros way. Use that prop bet cheat sheet while you're at it too. And all the amazing tools. Oh, there he is. Derek Brown finally just made it in. He's out of breath. D bro, week six is here. Again, we've got a London games. So we're going to let that bad boy Ooh. go. We're going to talk about the main slate. And let's start with the one everybody can't stop talking about. The Washington Commanders and the Atlanta Falcons. Let's go. 42 is the number. 42 and a half in some other spots. Logan Thomas and B. John Robinson. Those are the two pieces I'm curious about rostering this week your thoughts on washington atlanta Derek. uh well first shout out to you joey the fact that you mm -hmm. said ios and not ios um ios. i think all the people all the people at home need yeah. to understand how much of a mon monumental uh that's a that's a big step for you joe so yeah, i want to i want to shout step. that out Thank um you. but besides that yeah dude i think this is a mini stack correlation kind of game i'm really interested in Bijan. people do not understand how bad the commander's run defense has been. So we're going to go back to the well with that. I know it didn't pay off versus the Texans, but again, flop lag situation. I'm in here for it. And outside of that, yeah, man, I, I don't have a lot of interest because I'm not a Desmond Ritter fan. And if you cannot get the ball deep, which it's questionable at best for Ritter. So you can count me out on Drake London on this game, but I like Bijan on the commander side. I want to attack the slot on the weekly basis against D Alford. So I have interest in Curtis Samuel and I also have interest in Logan Thomas, man. Atlanta's allowed the mm -hmm. fifth most receiving yards and second most fantasy points, two tight ends. So fire up Logan Thomas yet again. Yeah, like it, uh, especially with Sam Laporta banged up. We're waiting for an uh, injury report on him today. Hopefully, it's going in the right direction. But still, Kelsey already played. Hawkinson could be in some well, iffy Laporta's weather. is going to be fine. I'm driving to Detroit. I'm offering him uh, my yeah. calf right after this show. So oh, that's he, good. He, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. Well, that's good. Uh, at least the lead will get some use. Uh, let's go to San Francisco, <laughs> Cleveland. San Francisco defense probably gonna be very popular in this one. PJ Walker is going to be under center. Uh, and this time, Ooh. Cleveland Brown said, no, no, Deshaun Watson. We are going to uh, make sure that we have somebody getting some reps with the first teamers here. 36 and a half is the number for this contest. Uh, luckily, uh, if you watch the betting pros Monday, look ahead show, you bet this one when it was five Ooh. and you listen to uncle Joe. <laughs> this is now... what four and a half, Joey. Four, uh, it was, four and a half, it was five. five. It was five. <laughs> and I, and I lost my mind about, I, I teased you guys. I was like, okay, so Cleveland defense. And I was kind of making a half-ass joke. Now the number's at 10 and I'm sure it's going to be 12 Ooh. and a half by the time we get to Sunday. But anyway, I, I wish I put more units on it. That's my only uh, regret with it. That's it. Well, the trick is now, okay. So here you go. So San Francisco defense will be very expensive, but again, yeah. <clears throat> one would look at it as, as a real option of worth paying up for if you can make it work. The trouble is, do you see this one being a game where it's again, kind of one-sided, you know, I know people would argue well, Sunday night was one-sided too, and they would be correct in that assumption. But do you think that we're getting into a spot here where the 49ers, cause you know, you do have Chris McCaffrey, very expensive this week. Ayuk is a very intriguing piece every week. Kid will come off a three touchdown performance. I don't know if we want to chase that necessarily. So how do you approach San Francisco here? Uh, if at all, 
on this main slate. I love San Francisco. And okay. I think that what you're looking at, um, I think that the way that you approach this, and now I've got to go look at it because I have not checked out. Um, where is Mr. Brock Purdy priced? Oh, he's very affordable. 5,600. Um, he's not going to be popular on this slate. He's only like, he's going to be sub 5% rostered. Uh, I'm totally fine with going uh, Purdy double stacks, man. I, everybody wants to talk about the Cleveland Browns defense. What we really need to be talking about is this could be another exact, just run it back type of production week for the, the 49ers. You're looking at the Dallas Cowboys last week, run the most man coverage in the NFL. Well, guess who's number two? That is Cleveland Browns. And the way that the San Francisco 49ers, this is easy, man. The way that they beat man coverage, it's a lot of Brandon Ayuk and it's George Kittle. George Kittle has 2.3 yards per route run and a 20% target share against man coverage. So if CMC is going to be popular this week, I think you can easily go oppo um, and go purdy in a double stack. Okay. Um, and the, the double Purdy stack pieces, just for the record for people is that Debo and Ayuk or is it that is uh, Brandon Ayuk and, and Kittle and Kittle yeah okay. yeah Debo is all about zone coverage so we're gonna put Debo uh in our pockets and we're gonna save him for okay. for you know the, the later weeks uh because those matchups are coming so we're gonna have Debo games but this week it's all uh Brandon Ayuk it is all George Kittle and if you want to sit here and play CMC I mean I'm fine with actually onslaughting San Francisco's offense here I, I'm totally fine. In large field tournaments, nobody's going to do that. I think it's in play. All right, let's move on to the next one here. The New Orleans Saints and the Houston Texans. Uh, right now, this number is at 42 and a half. So pretty decent number here. Again, the last game, we're talking about more of San Francisco holding up most of that total as opposed to this one, which could be a little bit of a back and forth. Uh, Alvin Kamara for me is, again, one always in play. Uh, his price is still very middling by comparison to, I think, what his productivity is. So he's been back for two weeks. Two weeks I played him. Two weeks I'm perfectly fine. Houston, look, CJ Stroud has been really good. I know there's some injuries right now. Tank Dell doing with that concussion issue. So uh, he'll probably be inactive for this one. But uh, pieces for this game here. New Orleans defense is good, but are they a little bit overrated coming off that giant victory last week? And how would you approach this game from a DFS perspective? Are there pieces you like? There are pieces I like. I don't think that they're overrated because they're secondary. If you stack, I'll stack their secondary up with the best in the game. Uh, the trio of Alante Taylor, Paulson Adebo, and Marshawn Lattimore are playing amazing shutdown football. Um, so their starting quartering unit is is fantastic. Now, in saying that, uh, I think that C.J. Stroud, his offensive line being a little bit healthier, I think could help him. I'm not playing Stroud. This is another game where I think that you're looking at it's just picking off parts or pieces to put around other stacks. So on the Houston side, I like Nico Collins. He's been a man coverage beater. Uh, the Saints run a lot of man coverage this year. And on the Saints side, it's Camara. It is Chris Olave. And the other player that I have a ton of interest in also is Rashid Shaheed. Because, Joe, when we've talked about Rashid Shaheed, the two boxes we want to talk about every single time that we were like, okay, maybe he's in play. Does the team run a lot of zone coverage? Uh, yes, Houston's second most in the NFL. Does the team struggle versus deep passing? Hmm. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Houston, also bottom 10 in deep ball passing metrics. So I'm not saying to double up or play Derek Carr stacks this week so don't don't get this twisted but <laughs> alvin, alvin Kamara, chris Olave, rashid shaheed and nico those parts are pieces that would be mixing around my other main stacks for the week 
Okay, let's move on to the next game on the slate, Carolina and Miami. Uh, now, another one that seems like a pretty one-sided affair. 47.5 is the total for this one, so a little bit higher. Uh, Carolina giving up a lot of points of running backs this year, so I think most are very much in play in this one. I know Jeffrey Wilson, we're hoping, you know, get some touches, but it's the first game back, even if he does. Uh, in this one, also, Jalen Waddle would be my piece this week for sure. And oh, Adam yeah. Thielen continues to be that guy every week. He is cheap on DraftKings, he's cheap on FanDuel. Uh, he's just continuing to return. So when you're playing from behind and that's that one piece you can depend on in this offense, especially when Miles Sanders out now, Chuba Hubbard should get his full run of that backfield. I mean, to me, this one makes a lot of sense where I feel like this is a game people might overlook, but I think one that people should be in on more. Yeah, I agree, Joe. Um, you can interest me in, uh, in two of stacks this week. Um, I'm going to skinny it though. Um, I'm not paying up for Tyreek Hill. We always talk about Tyreek versus man coverage. He's actually been very active versus zone, but I think this is the Waddle week. I think this is the week where Jalen Waddle just goes ham. Um, so I'm going to go overweight on Jalen Waddle. I'm going to have a ton of him. You want to play Tua and large field stuff. I get it. Again, Raheem Mostert's fully in play on the Carolina side. It's easy. I mean, it's, it's Chuba and, and it's Adam Thielen. Outside of that, you're not looking at anybody else in this game. Okay. In fact, Tank Dell is ruled out too, by the way, in that other game. I just saw yeah. that just came across as we anticipated. Do we have news being... on Robert Woods? Um, not, not that it matters yet. for DFS, but just looking just for anybody look, thinking about CJ Stroud this week. Yeah, not as of yet. We don't see that one yet. So we'll keep okay. an eye. Maybe during the show, we'll get it. Uh, as we continue on here, the next game on the slate, this is one that we want to be in. It's the chalk, but it's the good chalk. Uh, it's the sticky icky. It's the 45 and a half of the Cincinnati Bengals hosting the Seattle Seahawks. Yes, please. Can I have some more governor? Uh, Kenneth Walker. He's super. Ex- I've never seen an 85. I think he is on, on FanDuel or E3. I've never seen a number that high next to Ken Walker's name. You know what? I still <laughs> want it anyway. Um, on top of which, I think you're looking at Jamar Chase just smoking this secondary. So I mm-hmm. want Burrow, who's underpriced. I want Jamar Chase. I have already placed a wager for Jamar Chase. Multiple touchdowns. You can get it over on FanDuel at plus 560 right now for the two touchdowns. So that's a big number. As I'm saying this, I see the Welsh looking around going, wait, what? So yeah, plus 560 for two touchdowns. It's only minus 110 for him to get the one. I know Welsh loves his ladder bets, baby. We we, we can ladder some Jamar Chase this week. I'm totally down with that. Uh, That, that look, it's going to be a good one. But look, we always talk about this. You know, the, the, it's more important to be, right than different it this is right this week are you in agreement or yes oh yes big yeah. agreement okay. we talked about it last week joey mm-hmm. what did i say jamar chase well not we you incoming? you you nailed this you had you were ready to love again i was still i wish i had listened more i didn't i was wrong everyone it's listened okay to, to love joe it's okay to love i know you it know really what is. my heart just keeps getting broke so many times it just, i know it's man. Hard. i mean it's harder. i hold you through it we're, we're gonna we're gonna cuddle on the couch <laughs> Okay. Um, until you, you watch a Hallmark kick movie? my butt in Madden again, and then you can go sleep in the doghouse. <sighs> but anyway, butt kicking. anyway, yeah. all right, that was terrible. We're not even going to show the, the Pacheco <laughs> screenshots ever again. Um, well, yeah, I might have to tweet it after d- the show. I, dig- you know, I, dig- I digress. Touchdowns. Oh, jeez. Three, <laughs> Too bad was Welsh didn't ladder bet that one. <laughs> what was it, 357? He ran for 357 or 375. Uh, it was, it was three, three, 385 and four tutties. And he could have that extra one. Remember, I, I was trying to taunt you. And I hit the wrong button and I hit the wrong button and I lateraled the ball backwards and I would have another touchdown. It would have been five. (laughs) That man is very fast on Madden. He is very fast. (laughs) Back to this game, baby. It is. It's all Joe Burrow. It's all Jamar Chase. Um, I don't want any Joe Mixon on the Seattle side. It's really easy. 
Uh, I have a lot of interest in Ken Walker as a stack partner, or if you want to mini stack this and just go Walker and chase and move on, I think that's perfectly viable as well. That's what I'm going to do in a lot of my lineups um, as we're kind of searching for value on this week. Uh, another name that I'm going to bring up here, and I don't want to butcher his name, um, and I'm probably, I can't remember his name for the life. Trenton Irwin, okay? If T. Higgins is out this week, Trenton Irwin could get some more run. I was I was kicking the can around, do I worry about him last week? And he went out there and got 10 targets, dude. 10 targets, 8 receptions, and 60 yards. He could put up a very similar stat line against Seattle's burnable corners this week. So if you're going to stack up Joe Burrow, keep Irwin in your back pocket. If T Higgins is out, consider him, especially in large field tournaments. Um, but yeah, it's Burrow, it's Chase, it's Walker. I'm not really getting cute with a lot of the other options for Seattle because the outside corners for Cincinnati have played amazing in large field tournaments. And if you want to go game stack, like this game just goes off. The off-the-beaten-path play that I would like to mention here is Jackson Smith and Jigba. I knew, I knew that's where you were Coming going. Coming out off of the, the buy, man. There you Coming go. out of the yeah. buy. It's cheap, too. It's real cheap, especially on DraftKings. Yeah. Uh, I, I think there's I like it more on that. DraftKings it's a, with the It's PPR a multi-entry play. thing, and it's a DraftKings play more. Because DraftKings are always looking for that guy who's cheap with talent to, you know, the good circumstance. And this yeah. is that is good he cheap? Could he get you 12 to 15 right. it's not a fan super play. low? Like, no, it's, it's not, not a FanDuel fan play. Like, I don't it, put his, his chances at scoring a touchdown really high. I can't put him out on FanDuel. Next one here, Indianapolis at Jacksonville. Now, maybe I should be more oh, in on Jacksonville baby. than I am. But 44 and a half is where I'm at. Downs and Pittman are very interesting. Maybe this is the, you know, 60-40 swap here where you start to get more Taylor and less Zach Moss. Do you think that happens? And are you interested in this game maybe outperforming this total and being another one that could... I mean, look, it's just, this total is right next to the Seattle-Cincinnati one, but I feel like this one's not getting nearly the amount of pub. It's not, and I bet the over... We talked about this on Monday, Joey. I bet the over on this game on Monday, and this line has not moved at all. So, yes, I'm firmly still on the over. I think that this game is going to feature a lot of play volume. The Colts are already fe- they're already leading the league in neutral pace. And I wrote this up in the primer, so if anybody's not read the primer this week, please go do so. Um, I'm trying to help get you educated. But with the Colts, they ran even faster with Gardner Minshew under center against the Baltimore Ravens. And the other parts of pieces of how this offense changed, they threw the ball more. Their neutral passing rate went up and their red zone passing rate went up. I know it's crazy to say, but you don't want to sit here and do the tush push with Gardner Minshew, but you could with Anthony Richardson. So they're going to throw more in the red zone. They're throwing more in general. They're running a faster offense. This all leads me back to, I'm going to play Gardner Minshew this week in DFS. I have no problems double stacking him because it is super affordable. I know Josh Downs is going to be popular. I do not care. I'm playing Josh Downs. I'm playing Michael Pittman. The matchup in the slot for Josh Downs is fantastic. On the Jaguar side, give me all the freaking Calvin Ridley I can stomach. He crushed the secondary in week one. He's going to do it again in week six. He had a 35% first read share. He was back last week. So fire him up. If you want to play Christian Kirk, I get it. I'm probably not going to Trevor Lawrence in this game. Although I do like Trevor Lawrence. I just, I don't feel the need to play Trevor Lawrence when if in the games where he's done a lot, you could pretty much tie it to one of his receivers when he's had really good games. Christian Kirk has gone off. When he's had really good games, Calvin Ridley has gone off. I'm just going to go all in on Ridley with the idea that I can get most of Trevor Lawrence production just by playing Ridley. 
All right. Interesting point of view that I like that. I like that. I'm, I'm glad you, you laid that out there the way you did, because that's been my struggle. It's like, how do I get involved? Do I want ATN? Do I want Ridley? Do I need to run Lawrence there? Because Indy's been Minshew. tough against the run. I don't, I don't have a lot. Yeah, of see, in, like, in so that's ATM. the problem. I, I, but Ridley on the one off running it back there with Downs and Pittman. And, and he's and not popular, right. dude. He is not popular no. right now. I'm looking no, at and Ridley. I, and, and, and you know what? Uh, I understand why. 5%. But- Five percent projected uh, roster ship on him. That that's insanity. Chicago hosting Minnesota, the battle of the oh, one and fours. Forty four is the number on this game. Should be some weather implications, but look, Fields, DJ Moore. It's been as good as it gets. Uh, Cole Komet certainly. I know he was questionable coming into this week, but still, if he's active, he's another piece in this one. And then it becomes the Jordan Addison belief. This is a good matchup here and a good opportunity. Hawkinson should be in charge for more targets as well with the vacate of all the Justin Jefferson targets that he gets, which is somewhere around a dozen a game. So there's some opportunity here on these pieces. I think people will probably chase KJ Osborne more than they should in DFS this week. I would be chasing the usual suspects instead. What do you think about Minnesota and Chicago? I want uh, Justin Fields is going to be a core play. He's probably going to be my highest roster quarterback this week. Okay. I, he's played out of his mind. Every single metric you look at, he's top five, he's top 10 in, and that's not a fluke, people. And do we think that he's not going to produce even more versus the Vikings secondary? Come on, man. Um, so, yes, I, I'm going to play a ton of Justin Fields. Uh, you could also interest me if you were going to game stack this and just play for the over, which in most fields I'm not doing, but large fields, I think it's viable uh, going with one of Deontay Foreman or Roshan whenever we get news on whether Roshan plays or not this week. But it's a lot of Justin Fields. It's a ton of DJ Moore. DJ Moore is going to be a, p- a core play again for me this week. They don't. The Vikings do not have a corner that can hang with DJ Moore. Just straight up, they don't. So DJ Moore is going to feast yet again on the Vikings side. And you, you could throw Cole Komet in there. With him being banged up, I think he's viable in the Justin Fields stacks. I don't think he's a must, but I think he's viable. Um, outside of Justin Fields stacks, I'm probably not going to play a ton of Cole Komet. But on the, on the Vikings side... It's all Jordan Addison, dude. Like, y- you can pay up for Hawkinson. I don't disagree. I think the target volume is going to be there. The matchup is is good to okay. Like, the Bears have allowed the 10th most receiving yards, but they're also giving up the 9th lowest yards per reception to tight ends. So, could volume outkick efficiency for Hawkinson this week? I think it's definitely possible. I think I'm just going to play the market with Hawkinson if he comes in super popular, which I'm pulling up his projection right now, he's not looking popular right now. So I am probably going to be more on more in on Hawkinson. Like he's trending five. He's in this long like tier of like guys that are like hovering around five to eight percent roster percentage. So I'm probably going to be more in on Hawkinson than I thought I was. Uh, but yeah, dude, it's it's a ton of Jordan Addison. And this is chalk where I think it is good chalk and it's chalk you should be eating this week and looking at. The Chicago Bears have played the fourth most zone coverage at the fourth highest rate, should I say, in the NFL this year. Jordan Addison against zone coverage, 71 qualifying wide receivers. He has he is 22nd in yards per route run. He is 15th in fantasy points per route run. So those are electric numbers for Jordan Addison. So, yeah, dude, it's a lot of Jordan Addison. It's a lot of fields. Um, I'm, I just, I love this game to go over the total. All right. Oh, uh, by the way, what would the weather have to be to get you off this game? Uh, tsunami. Like okay. Hurricane, no, I'm just, like, you know, but sustain. I know people will 12 see it and to 15 to get mile an hour winds. Like 
so it's more wind than the rain too because it is going to be it's raining more wind than the rain and, and the other thing i'll throw out there too is i am more inclined than a lot of people to just fade all the weather stuff because tell me this joe Every single time we get any kind of weather concerns, what happens to our timelines? What happens to social media? What happens to everybody in the DFS streets? Oh my God, yeah, the they weather! Do. And then it never and ends like, up being a that's thing. Where, but it, you're creating an edge. Like, I don't have to create the edge. The the weather warriors create the edge for me. If the, if the roster percentages drop for these guys, give me more. All right, let's get to a game that I don't know how much we're going to be into. Maybe a little bit. New England Patriots. Las Ugh. Vegas, 42 is the number for this one. Look, I know theoretically on paper, Stevenson should be a good play. Ugh. I like Jacoby Myers in this, as you well know. We've already had these conversations earlier in the week, but still, uh, this game, other than like those two pieces, and even then, you know, these, uh, I guess Derek's kind of tell us something, which is he's off of it regardless. This is this a hard pass for you, this game? Full fade. Full, Full fade. I don't okay. care. Full fade. All right. Uh, moving on to the next one, Detroit and Tampa. Again, we mentioned the health concerns here, Detroit having some of them here. I think Tampa's a very interesting oppo defensive play this week. I, I know that's going to yeah, surprise a lot I of like people, no, but I like I, they are dirt cheap. They are bottom of the barrel on DK. And um, I think that because Amon Ra's not 100%, because Laporta, obviously, hopefully trending in the right direction, but not 100%. Gibbs, probably doubtful for this game. I think Detroit, again, this is a spot where I'm not saying that Detroit's going to lose, but I think this game might be more competitive than you realize. I know, you know, the Jared Goff indoor-outdoor argument, this should be good weather, so I'm not super concerned about Goff here, but I like Tampa's defense. That's the piece that's intriguing to me the most. You think people are going to go back to Montgomery and some other pieces in this one? People are not going back to Montgomery, what I'm looking at. Um, mm. He's projected... 10 to 12% roster percentage. Like he's in a long tier of guys. Um, if that's going to be the case, good Lord, give me all the Montgomery dude. Like what do we need to see? What else do we need to see? The guy's going to sniff 25 to 30 touches. You can run on Tampa. If Tampa is not putting up points, if Mike Evans doesn't play this week, I, this just could be another David Montgomery game. And he was on his way to a monster game last week. And they kind of took their foot off the gas a little bit and started using a little more Craig Reynolds and things like that. I don't think you fully see that. If, if the Buccaneers can push the Lions at all, then maybe we see Monty, you know, go full. Oh, gosh. I'm not, I didn't want to pet. But me and Pat Fitzmorris uh, push back on each other about rankings and what we look like for David Montgomery the rest of the year. I'm going to throw this out there. You could see David Montgomery go very Derrick Henry-esque in this game. He could get okay. 30 carries. He could go for 120, 150 and get multiple scores. So if Montgomery is not going to be extremely popular, just give me more Montgomery. Um, and on the Lions side, I don't have a lot of interest, man. Sammy Ballgame is banged up. If Amon Ra is back, you can count me in on Amon Ra because I don't think he'll be popular. Um, but the Detroit Lions, it's the entire like structure of their offense, they're just running and they're playing slow. So you can't go with Jared Goff unless you're going to bank on that. He has this outlier touchdown production every single week. So for the Detroit lions, it's probably Amon Ra it's David Montgomery. And for the Buccaneers side, I do have interest in, um, I have a little bit of interest in, in Baker Mayfield and large field tournaments, uh, but not a ton and one of Mike Evans or Chris Godwin, depending on if Mike Evans is healthy or not, I probably lean Evans, especially because with the injury concerns, if he's a full go, he's probably not going to be popular. I could see Chris Godwin steamed up if the Evans news comes out that he's, you know, banged up a little bit. But I'll bring up one other cheat piece here. If you wanted to just like play this game as a mini and move on, 
David Montgomery on one side, Kate Otten on the other side, because Detroit has been giving it. No, they've been terrible against two tight ends. The worst, yeah. And Kate Otten could be if you want exposure to the Buccaneers' passing attack, just take the the savings and play the total, play the game. If it shoots out, just go with Kate Otten. Okay, uh, two more games left on the slate to get to, but just a reminder, folks, make sure using our DFS optimizer as well. You can put together 150 lineups at one time. That's almost, again, almost as many as Derek Brown can do, but uh, sometimes you need that extra help. That's what we're here for, so make sure you're using that again, fantasybros.com slash optimizer. That's where you want to get that bad boy, so make sure you go over and try that out. Harness all the power of the projections of Fantasy Pros and uh, start tinkering with your lineups today. Use the DFS optimizer. Okay, here we go. Uh, two more here. Arizona and Los Angeles Rams. 49 is the number for this one. I love this game, Debra. I love it. I like Puka. I like Cup. I love Stafford. I love everything about this. Kyron Williams is in play. If I'm going to full stack a team this week, to me, it's the LA Rams. Uh, if you want to run it back, DeMarcado is very cheap. But again, we're unsure of that workload. So it's a very risky play but an intriguing one. I know Marquise Brown was dealing with a illness, I believe during the week, but uh, your thoughts on this one, because this is one of the higher totals on the week at 49. Oh, baby. We, we are on board. We're loving life. It is Matthew Stafford premium double week, baby. I want Matthew Stafford. We're going to wedge in Cooper cup and we're going Puka Nakua and we're going to love life. Cause they're both going to crush this secondary Arizona. Can't stop anybody. We just saw Jamar chase go off. And before that Arizona still wasn't good. And the other thing that I want to bring up here, Joey, and what it gives Matthew Stafford a ceiling. So the Rams have been extremely run heavy in the red zone this year. That changed immensely last week with Cooper. Oh, sure. Last week. Yeah. They inside the 20, dude, they went 66% eighth highest last week in passing rate. So the Stafford touchdowns ain't been there this whole year. They're coming this week. I love Stafford. He's going to be popular, and I do not care. <laughs> so I'm going to play Stafford. I'm going to pay up. I'm playing Cup. I'm double stacking him with Puka. If you want to play Kyron, I get it, but I just talked about it. Stafford hits a ceiling by throwing for three or four touchdowns. That leaves Kyron out in the cold. On the Arizona side, I'm not playing any Keontae Ingram. You cannot force me. People would have to pay me to play Keontae Ingram. I think if you're going to go to the backfield, it's Mari DiMercato, if anybody. But honestly, the most interesting, and we talked about this last week, Joey. We saw him come out and have a big game. I want to take the savings. Give me Zach Ertz against this pass funnel tight end spot versus the Rams. That's what happens to every single team that faces the Rams. They say, oh, dear Lord, your corners are really good. We're just going to pepper the tight end. You can't cover him with a corner. (laughs) Last one with Dallas Goddard. It's going to happen with Zach Ertz. He doesn't have to put up 15 to 20 to sit here and be in the optimal this week. He gets a touchdown. He gets you 12, 10 to 12. You're backstroking. You're loving life. Last one here. We've got the Jets and the Philadelphia Eagles. 41 is the number for this game. Uh, I think the Eagles defense will be very intriguing, uh, especially when Zach Wilson doesn't look downfield. I can see a lot of sacks in this game. So that's a very intriguing piece. Then on top of it, obviously, DeAndre Swift has looked great behind that offensive line. It feels like more of a Devontae Smith game, I would imagine. Do you agree with that? Is it Smith or Brown for you this week? Big, 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 big time Devonta Smith. I think yep. this is the bounce back game for him this week. Uh, if you look at, and I wrote this up in the primer, If you look at how, and and these really tough secondaries, I love to go through the numbers and try to pick apart, okay, 
if there's a way, a path to a productive day, a ceiling game, how does that happen? The Jets have been a very good pass defense, but they struggle against play action passing. They're bottom 12 in every metric that you can pull up against play action passing. This leads me to Devonta Smith, who has a 29% target share on play action passes this year. He And a lot of those have been big chunk plays. So give me DeAndre Swift. I don't want to play Jalen Hurts. I don't think it's a ceiling week for him. But give me DeAndre Swift. Give me Devonta Smith. On the other side, again, if we're going to game stack this and if the Jets can offer any type of pushback, I want to play Tyler Conklin, man. Um, the, the Eagles have been vulnerable versus tight ends. I will be betting the overs for Tyler Conklin's props this week um, and adding him to a, as a write-up for the primer um, in the update that I'll have live fr uh, tonight. So, all right, there you have it, everybody. That's the main slate for DFS. Again, go use the optimizer, fantasypros.com slash uh, optimizer, where you can go and run and simulate a bunch of different lineups and get the best there. Also, make sure you subscribe to the Betting Pros Podcast, wherever you get your pods. Subscribe over on YouTube as well and drop the comments below. You might win that Odell Beckham jersey. We're giving away lots of fun stuff. That'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on. For D-Bro, I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids. Thanks for listening to the Betting Pros Podcast. Follow us on X and TikTok at Betting Pros and Instagram at Betting Pros NFL. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash bettingpros.